Hello everyone, hope you all been well. Today on Ghost Travelers Podcast, we'll be talking with Carl Lawhead. Carl is the founder of a paranormal group here in Northern Virginia called CNC Paranormal Investigations. Today we'll be talking to Carl about how he started his group and also how he got into the paranormal field. So please join us on this journey with Carl and his team. Carl, thank you for coming on Ghost Travelers Podcast. How are you guys today? Uh, we're all right. So, Carl, if you could, can you uh, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself uh, and also how you guys came together as a team? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, back in 2000, I met up with a couple of guys, Chuck Heflin and Brandon Blum. So, we were just talking a little bit about haunted locations we grew up around. And we decided that we would put something together just to go around and, you know, run it meeting. So we started doing that. We got more and more into it and started buying all new equipment. And then we started going to like Hutz Hill in Strasburg. It's a battlefield. And Cameron. So we decided to go ahead and take B&B further. So we started doing public area to and we would post our finding on Facebook. So after quite a year, years, it was Chuck Brandon and my friends, we brought in DJ, who became our equipment technician. And when we started doing private clients, I had reached out for other investigators. And that's when Paula Davis joined us, and she is our oddball, so to speak. <laughs> Uh, I'll let her explain a little bit about what she does, and uh, and we go from there. I don't even know where to begin on this one because we met through a, a another. We were on a mutual case together, and that's basically how we met. And I worked with another group before I met Carl, and my job was basically do cleansing. So I, I guess that's really my specialty is cleansing and uh, getting rid of negative negative hauntings, negative spirits through a. Uh, variety of different methods um, anything from decision to ritual to whatever is needed and we uh, the one thing that we are definitely trying to keep in force is we go with whatever belief the client has um, we are a god-based organization uh, through the years of me running CNC uh, there's been numerous times due to health conditions that I shouldn't be here today. But uh, through the grace of God, he has decided to heal me. And when he did that, I had turned Nancy over to him and I just run it for him in his name. So henceforth, after going through multiple investigators, some of which tried to tear us down from the inside, uh, we we got through all that, uh, and shortly after Paula came in, my granddaughter, Paris, I call her Peanut, so she came on board and took the place of Chuck Heflin and Brandon Blum, which was a major step for one person to take on to, to ownership. So when she came in, she was what? How old were you at that time? 11 or 12, and she has been highly active, very forthcoming 
and very decisive in the direction she brought the group. Uh, so she has taken on the role of part ownership with me and trying to think of the right words for all this. Uh, she's brought the group to new levels, and with her, we are going to be branching out in different direction, uh, working with the younger kids who want to be paranormal investigators. Uh, we are working on starting up a, a small branch for younger kids to cut their teeth in the paranormal field, so to speak. Uh, it's going to be totally run by Peanut, and she's going to have CNC's financial and uh, metaphor backing, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Sponsorship, so to speak. Uh, so with, with Peanut coming in as young as he is, when it comes down to our most in-depth, uh, even going as far as our demonic infestations, she jumps right in. She's not scared of anything, and she gets in, she gets the job done. She works closely with Paula to get the evidence we need to figure out which way we need to go to either get rid of, finish, pass over. And if it's something we can't do, we then bring in our exorcist, Reverend Michael, to which we're affiliated with the Order of St. Michael's exorcist. So in a nutshell, we have a couple of other newer people in the group who are still wet behind the ears, so to speak, that need a lot of training. And they're just, they're coming along great. Uh, but there's, there's, there's a lot of work in this. It's never, it's never just a cut and dry type of thing. There's always work that needs to be done. Uh, unfortunately for us, Peanut's going behind the scenes because he's going off to Bridgewater College. So uh, they're going to be active but behind the scenes, and she's going to get out in the field as much as she can. You know, it, it, uh, we started out very tiny. We have a big following. We only do private clients now. This tonight is just in a... Yeah, the COVID was a big hit on the group. And uh, this is for us to get out and have some fun and enjoyment with Peanut before she goes off to college. That's a very interesting background story that you guys just mentioned. Oh, uh, it's, it's been a long ride, man. And a I'm... long ride. And even though Peanut didn't legally, not legally, but literally join... She has always, as a young child, been behind the scenes with me at the house going through evidence. Uh, I would take her to the Huffield battlefield, in which the spirits at the battlefield loved them because every time I brought her and you would take pictures, she would have starbursts all around her where the spirits were protecting her from whatever was going on behind the scenes. And I have those pictures on the CNC Facebook page, you would be able to see them. So, Carl, if you could, can you tell my listeners, and since you are, you guys are a big family paranormal investigators, uh, what draw you to become a, a paranormal investigator in the first place? Do you have, like, a very first experience when you were younger, or did you have it when you were hitting adult age? Well, um, I really got interested in the paranormal, I'm, from, I'm originally from Fredericksburg, Virginia. So Fredericksburg, of course, is associated with hundreds of thousands of ghosts. It's one of the more popular places like Gettysburg. Gettysburg has a little more of a knowledge than or 
the tracks in, in Fredericksburg. But Fredericksburg, you have more colonial spirits than you do in Civil War. So growing up there, my best friend at the house was always uh, haunted, big time. And then when my dad, my mom passed away, she would come to the house and we would hear see her and then so on. That kind of sparked it for me. And then it just went from there. Uh, now I'll let you let Paula tell you hers. Oh, gosh. I've, uh, ever since I was probably eight or nine, I've always enjoyed horror movies, ghost movies, and the ghost movies talked about it like it was a normal thing in our household, so kind of grew up around me. And I remember my grandmother used to tell me spooky stories. She would always buy me books on ghost stories. She kind of fit into it. <laughs> and I just, this is something I've, I've loved all my life, really, since I was a kid. Well, your turn. <laughs> well, um, I just grew up with it in the house as well. Like, it was something that we talked about, and a lot of, like, our family members have like, come and visit us as well. Uh, the house that I lived in was haunted by my grandfather's ex-wife, so that was a lot of activity, and it was kind of, she was always there, and always was there, so you kind of grew up with it in the house. I'm going to tell you, uh, Tina doesn't remember this. But her very first paranormal encounter was with my wife, Kathy. And can you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you. Um, so my wife was watching Peanut when she was just almost a newborn. And Peanut was laying in the living room on the floor on a blanket. My wife was in the kitchen, and I was at work. That's when I worked at Rubbermaid. And... She heard Peanut laughing, cooing, and giggling, and talking to somebody up in the ceiling. So she went and looked, didn't see anybody, so she came back in the kitchen, and then she heard a German lady singing to Peanut. And she went back in, and nobody was in there. So the, the, the singing kept on for a few more minutes before it stopped, and we figured out it was my mom who had come to see my first granddaughter. Wow, that's very interesting. After uh, she had that encounter with her grandmother, has she ever came back and visited? Like, maybe came see you or see how you guys are doing? All the time. All the time. Uh, she doesn't She doesn't do anything like she did to Peanut, but she does She does come back and she does make herself known that she's there. She, was, she always loved the babies, and she... She just made her presence known with Peanut because she was the first. Wow, very nice. Uh, for you, Carl, that your mother's there, I bet that makes you very happy that she really wants to engage herself even in the afterlife with your family. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, there is one thing I learned early from my mom after she passed away is she came down and through a dream, she told me that God allows people or spirits to come back to visit the living anytime they need to that he he doesn't withhold them from family or loved ones wow that's very good and comforting to hear so um from your very first uh, encounter with the paranormal um what would you say is your most favorite location that you and your team have ever investigated uh since uh early 2000s uh oh excuse me uh let's see Wow. Uh, I think my favorite, it can't be narrowed down to just one because I, I am more 
into the helping of the spirits and the people. So any place that we can go into and pass the spirit over, get rid of an evil one, uh, maybe move uh, a paranormal highway out of somebody's house, which is all a specialty. Um, you know, anything where we can help the living or the dead, I feel is a good case for me. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to just activity in itself, I don't really have a preference. I just want closure from both sides. That's my personal. So whatever the goal, uh, yeah. You know, I, no, I, I think that last case we did there the box with the SD's method was probably up there. Yeah. Because that was an interesting method using somebody using the spirit box that has headphones on and can't hear me ask the questions and then she'll blow out the answers that she hears from the spirit box and has no idea what I'm asking. In that case, we had, you know, with Guy's son and mm -hmm. we found that he basically admitted that I got to be Yeah. And so, uh, they didn't tell us that when we went into that case at all. Yeah. But yeah, the spirit basically revealed itself and what is really happening. And, <laughs> yeah. and he, he revealed exactly who was involved. Yeah. And it hit close to home because it, it was the spirit's mother was involved in his murder. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was probably the most compelling case that we have done yeah. uh, where we've had, you know, unfortunately, the, the father of the deceased son did not want us to cross him over, so we had to leave things the way they were, but we had a little bit of closure as into his death. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So that would be considered for us a win. Uh, even though it wasn't the news we wanted to hear, it was still a little bit of closure. Yeah. I mean, we were very close to even coming to his name. Yeah. Like H. Yeah. H. Turned up his son's name. Started with. Yeah. It was Harold. Yeah, Harold. Oh my God. So. And I only remember that because one of my light bar guys is Harry. Oh. And I was like, uh, you know, I had a client. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we're, uh, we, we've we come a long ways, especially from the last time that you and I have seen each other. Uh, we're, more, we're more serious about what we do. And, you know, even though you know we like to play around, uh, it's gotten to the point now where that's few and far between anymore. Because we have a goal and because of our new ownership. Yeah, most definitely. Like, um, when we worked together back in early 2010, yeah. we, we were having a lot of fun investigating the paranormal field. But sometimes uh, during the investigation, you need to be more serious about it. But it's okay yeah. to have fun in between sets. Like, you can have fun while setting up the cameras and the... Um, during the interview process sometimes, but when the investigation starts, you got to be more serious about this kind of type of work. Mm -hmm. So let me let me tell you a, a little story real quick because we really do got to be getting out of here in a minute. Yeah, of course. Uh, we were going to do a television series with the producer of The Real World out of California. So we had gone to the Fairy House Plantation in Virginia Beach. And during the investigation, which was a blast, I recommend anybody in the surrounding areas to visit the Fairy House Plantation in Virginia Beach. 
That place is phenomenal, BJ. Phenomenal. So we're doing this investigation. Lo and behold, Peanut makes a friend. Uh, she she became friends with one of the little girl spirits in the house, and that's going to come into play later on during this investigation that we had talked about. It was the one with the murder, right? No, with no. Was it Diane's house? No. So um, she came to the. Uh, we went to a house that was having strange activity that we couldn't quite pinpoint. So lo and behold, via the spirit box, Peanut gets a, a familiar voice. And it's the little girl from the fairy house that come to help Peanut at this case. And she told Paris or Peanut she was there and told us exactly what we were dealing with in the house. And then she was gone. Wow. Uh, that, that, I think, was... That was, that was pretty great for us uh, to know that she made a good connection on that kind of a level that she was able to travel that far to help us out on a case when she wasn't even asked. Wow, that's a really fascinating story. Um, other than that, you're pretty much caught up. That's everything in a nutshell. I wish I had the time to get into detail about everything, but good Lord, we spend hours on the phone going through all that. And for the short amount of time that we have left together, uh, do you have like a website or a Facebook page for somebody can reach out to you in the Virginia area or around the nearby state saying, hey, I have this uh, house for you to investigate or can you come over do a cleansing for us? Do you have like a, a website or anything for people can reach out to you by? Yes, we're on Facebook under... CNC Paranormal Investigation. And with that website that you mentioned and also that Facebook page, I'll put it in the bottom of the description for my listeners can reach out to you by. Sounds good. We don't have a website anymore. We got rid of the website when we got rid of the bad things in the group because we started all over from the beginning. So now we're just on Facebook. All right, well, Carl, I would really like to say thank you so much for your time and uh, talk with me and also with my listeners. And, um, well, everybody, i like to say thank you for listening to Ghost Travelers Podcast. Take care and travel safe. I would like to say thank you to Carl for coming on Ghost Travelers Podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Carl and his team, please head over to their Facebook page at CNC Paranormal Investigation. If you liked this episode of the Ghost Travelers Podcast, please consider on hitting that subscribe button for new episodes every other Friday for now. If you do, we'll be truly thankful. Thank you for listening. This is your host, PJ, for Ghost Travelers Podcast. Take care and travel safe.